Hello, and welcome to Labor Pains Podcast, brought to you by Women Connect and Support. I am your host, Teresa Reiniger. I am a people and resource connector, and I am passionate about helping women and men that have struggled with infertility or loss of a child during pregnancy or infancy. I am here to share stories, those powerful stories of loss, but those stories will always inspire others and give them hope and to help them know that they are not alone in this journey. We will also share resources, and that's exactly what we will have today. We will share resources that can help you through the difficult time that you are going through. I want to connect and give you hope beyond the struggles and the grief. Hello and welcome to my podcast. I am very excited to introduce my guest today. She is a board certified chiropractic physician. She is licensed in Missouri and Illinois. She has been in private practice since 2016, but has been in the healthcare field since 1998. And she is also board certified in acupuncture. She also has a master's degree in nutrition and home performance, and she is super passionate about helping women overcome hormonal balances like PCOS and infertility so that they can finally live in optimal health and luminous vitality. She works, loves to work with women to help them get their bodies at the healthiest that they can be to conceive on their own, but if not, also increase the odds with medical interventions. So without further ado, I would like to introduce you to Dr. Kristen Wilson with Luminous Chiropractic and Wellness. Welcome, Dr. Kristen. Thank you so much, Teresha. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, you are welcome. I am so glad that we have finally connected and we were able to do this recording and this episode of the podcast. It's been a crazy, as we previously talked, just a crazy time with our pandemic, but I'm glad that we were able to get this finally scheduled. So Mm -hmm. a first thing I'd like you to do is just tell us, tell the audience a little bit about your journey, your story, kind of your passion that you talked about that I explained to people. Um, about working with women that are struggling with infertility. Where did that all come from as a chiropractor? That actually started when I was about 13 years old. As a lady, we were were going through a lot of hormonal changes back then. And I was having these horrible symptoms, you know, heavy menstrual cycles, cramping so bad that it would put me in so much pain that I would be doubled over and sometimes even vomit from the pain. I'd have to miss two weeks of or two days of school every month. It was just miserable. And it, honestly, as a, we all know that teenage girls have terrible self-confidence anyway. Sure. But then to see that as my body was changing, I was also getting hair in places that girls should not have hair, like on my chin. Oh. Of course, I have fun of that quite a bit. So I went to my doctor, as we all should, and for my annual exam and told her about it. And her only, my medical doctor, I should 
be clear. And her only recommendation was putting on me on birth control. Uh, I come from a very, very devout Catholic family. In fact, one of my two, two of my cousins are in the service of the Catholic church. One is a bishop and the other one was a nun. So it was a big problem in the family to have a 13-year-old female on birth control. That's against the religion as it was at the time. Sure. And as I got older, I realized, you know, what's going to happen when I want to have my own kids. I can't be on these pills forever to mask these symptoms. I mean, you can for a little while, but long-term, will I get breast cancer? Will I get ovarian cancer? And there's already a heavy risk for that in my family. Mm-hmm. So when I joined the healthcare field, I started really focusing on female hormonal issues and about PCOS, which stands for polycystic ovary syndrome, which does come with an increased risk of infertility, along with all sorts of other nasty symptoms that no one should have to deal with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I got married and we started talking about having babies and no one could answer my questions. No one could tell me how to properly come off of birth control or how to detox my body of those extra hormones so that I could be, have a healthier pregnancy and have a healthier baby. No one had answers for me. Wow. Well, I know it was incredibly frustrating. So went ahead and just went cold Turkey because I didn't know what else to do. And we started trying and could not figure out, you know, all this time later why we couldn't conceive. Well, it turns out it was a combination of some background medical issues with my husband. And my hormones were so out of whack from my PCOS that they didn't think that I would be able to conceive. And if I did, maybe not even carry through the first trimester. Unless yeah. they added things like progesterone to my you know, daily cocktail. Sure. So that really is where what made me want to pivot completely within the healthcare field and really focus on women's health in general. So many of us suffer in silence. I mean, they say that, what is it? One in six women have infertility, but I mean, other than the fact that people confide in me, I don't know that anyone just talks about it all the time. So I wanted to empower women to stop suffering in silence and start having direction on which way to go to take control of their health and their hormones and their fertility without having to always be questioning what's going on with them. So that's what really got me into focusing on women's health. That was my own journey through messed up hormones, through not being able to conceive. We have an amazing adopted son and we'll probably eventually foster, excuse me, or adopt another child, but we know that we will never have our own children. And it's really rewarding seeing these women come in and they're pregnant and they're so excited. And I just, it's everything. Wow. Yeah. That is very, very rewarding, especially probably for you knowing, going through all the struggles that you went through, which I had no idea. So we might have to have you on another episode where you can tell that part of your story Absolutely. Um, of, of what, you know, the, the, the more detail of the infertility struggle and then the adoption. I had no idea you had a little boy. I don't think I, I we've ever talked Absolutely. about that. No, we adopted him when he was older. Oh, he, okay. uh, he's actually okay. in college now. He is in his second year. 
of college oh my already. Goodness, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't remember us ever talking about that, but we will. We will talk about okay. that. You'll have to catch me up on all of that. So, so the reason that you got into this and kind of you're switching your practice is just because of your story, which is huge. I mean, I think when you have, especially with a physician, um, chiropractor, medical physician, when you have a true story um, that runs deep in your, in your life, it just brings out that passion to really, really help those women, I'm sure, like you just said, to see those women come in and they're so ecstatic that they're now pregnant. So walk us through what you do with, um, with your, your patients. Do, do doctors refer to you? Do just people find you? Do you really see patients? There's a lot of questions in one thing. Do patients just find you because they've been diagnosed with unexplained infertility how do how do you how do patients come to you they definitely come to me from a multitude of of directions okay I try to you know I love playing you know working with I say playing nicely with in the sandbox because some people think that we don't get along as chiropractors (laughs) but we do so if someone Mm -hmm. comes we start off with just one person saying hey I've been they were already in the office for other issues and I have a pretty detailed intake form and was talking about some of the things that I found on that form, found out that they've been trying to conceive. We're doing IUIs, which is intrauterine injections mm-hmm. and had been unsuccessful overall, had had multiple losses, things of that nature. So from, you know, that's, that's the easy way. They're already in my office. We right. just, kind of change around how we're going to focus on their care. When I do have a new person, though, I do send their their medical doctor or their OBGYN, or if they're doing fertility treatments, their fertility specialist, a letter explaining that what we're going to be doing with them to help support their fertility and support their conception journey. So, yes, I have gotten referrals back from some of those Doctors who I've treated their patients before and had successful outcomes. I got quite a few people from, you know, again, we're just having a conversation. Oh, you're doing, you, you treat a lot of women for infertility, huh? My wife and I have been trying to conceive for a while. Just a regular conversation. Sure. Interestingly enough, I've had so many husband conversations with husbands through just general networking that end up sending in their wives, which is very neat. But one in particular, she was part of a a very large church that had smaller women's church groups, you know, like the fellowship groups. Uh And they started talking about it in fellowship group. And then I saw a whole bunch of ladies from there. Or some people have just seen my Facebook lives on Facebook lives. There you go. And shared them with friends of theirs that they know are are struggling. So a, a lot of different ways is how people find me. Sure. Sure. When did you pivot your practice to just regular chiropractic? Although you've already said that you kind of had this passion because of such, such an early age, you struggled. Did you start out as a chiropractor, just regular chiropractic care and then pivot more? Or I say, I don't remember you doing more of the infertility when you first started, but you could, you could have. Okay. I was a general family wellness chiropractor. 
Okay. And then I joined a networking group called BNI and they really want you to have a niche, like what you're passionate about that one, that one group of people, that's your tribe that you just love working with them. You excel with working with them. So it made me do some reflection. And I realized that I didn't want anyone to have to suffer the way that I did. I wanted to be the, I wanted to be the doctor for the 13 year old me that could have gotten better answers. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Sure. So about two years ago, I pivoted and I've been adding on layers of education to kind of round out that whole fertility package to attack, you know, to address the issue from multiple angles. And at the end of that, I realized that my toolbox was pretty much perfect for being able to help women conceive and balance out their hormones, depending on what they needed. Sure. So it's um, anyone from the age of, I guess, 13 to when you talk about hormonal imbalances, that could be up to 60 plus. Unfortunately, because of environmental changes, we're seeing women, girls going through precocious menstrual cycles as early as eight. Oh my gosh. I know. And that's a huge issue too. Um, and I have helped women with hormonal fluxes up to, I think my oldest patient was 72. She had some hormonal backlash after getting treatment for breast cancer. So I treated her during the breast cancer for the pain and just general support with acupuncture. And then we turned around afterward and she was having, you know, 72 year old should not have hot flashes. So no. I recommended some nutritional changes and some supplement support and we did acupuncture and I think it was only two sessions and she felt a hundred percent better. Wow. So really, women of any age that are having issues with their hormones. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because we, as women, those hormones are crazy from early on. Well, we deal with them mostly really our whole life that we can remember, you know, <laughs> up and down, up and down. So, yeah. Okay. So specifically with the infertility, and, and I think I had kind of said this, so women that have don't understand why they're not getting pregnant, their OBGYN or OB doctor is saying, um, we don't know why you're not getting pregnant. There's unexplained infertility. How do you, what do you do with those patients? Walk us through specifically, if you can, what you do for those patients. And let me tell you, those are my favorite patients. Oh, good. Um, (laughs) There's a lot of them. There are so many women that that's what they tell them. You know, after a year of trying, you're not pregnant. You've got now this diagnosis on Mm -hmm. you that unexplained infertility. It's like, and yeah. And you have two groups of unexplained infertility. You have the primary infertility where you've never been pregnant at all and you cannot figure out why. Uh-huh. Okay. And then you have secondary infertility where, oh, you had a kid and that wasn't hard, but now I can't get pregnant. Mm. What, what happened? Well, a lot of things happened. Your body completely changed between pregnancy one and pregnancy two. I've actually had a few repeats of people that were, you know, I saw them during their first pregnancy, you know, pre-conception to get them pregnant. And then they 
thought they'd be fine and no, they really need some help again. So we help them again. It's, it's getting people through those hard things. And honestly, I think that the numbers are on the rise because of the uphill battle of all the environmental influences in our lives right now. I mean, sure. look around you. How many yep. pieces of plastic do you see in your room? All of those are, are you using clean shampoo without phthalates, phytates, sulfates, or any other endocrine disruptor? Are you using clean makeup? Are you using clean lotion? There's, are you cleaning the air in your home effectively? I mean, there's so many environmental things that impact that. So that is one thing that I do go over with my clients. And in fact, I'm working on my first ebook because it's so much information I feel like it would just streamline and everything so people could reference back to it. Sure. And a lot of the times people don't want to have to remember the definition of a xenoestrogen. It doesn't matter <laughs> to them. Yeah. They just know that there are things that like to mimic estrogen. And those usually come in the form of soy-based products, um, beauty products, and plastics. So Either way, we have the lifestyle environmental factor conversation as part of what I like to do with women. And I also like to add in, well, the ideal, ideally, I like to do everything with the clients that I have in the office, just my whole toolbox. I do treat some um, people that already have chiropractors, so I don't step on those chiropractors' toes. And then I just do the nutritional and acupuncture sides. So if you're cool with it, I'd like to go into that. Is that all right, Teresa? Absolutely. For sure. Let's talk about that. My, I like to do a package where you get the whole shebang. So you get the chiropractic adjustments to help eliminate any nerve interference between your brain and your reproductive organs or just any of your, your hormone organs as well mm-hmm. so that you're everything's talking properly. It's, it's absolutely crazy. Some of the things I've seen happen with just what you would think to be a very simple adjustment. So I am a total believer in chiropractic care. Let me tell you, I mean, there are those that do not believe, but I am a believer. 100% believer. One of my favorite things to say in the office is chiropractic and acupuncture are not the Easter bunny and Santa Claus. You don't have to believe in them to work. They <laughs> I like that. Okay. So I like to include the the chiropractic part because it's so important for your body to be functioning at its optimal level, just on a, a standard level. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Uh Yeah. Get get you back to baseline. Okay. And then the next one's a little bit harder to explain. So acupuncture, Westerners, we don't really understand why it works, how it works, things like that. It's a 5,000 year old art. And the problem with it is translating that Eastern philosophy into things we'll understand. So the best way I can explain it to people is acupuncture deals with the electrical balance in our body. Everything's made of energy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what we learned in physics 101. Mm-hmm. But the other unique thing about humans, well, all mammals, all living creatures, is that our bodies produce energy. You actually have to have an electrical impulse that goes down through your heart to trigger it to pump. There has to be an electrical impulse down a nerve to send that information from your brain out to your fingertips. So just like with any electricity, you have to have a circuit. Mm -hmm. Well, what happens if you fry a circuit, the energy gets routed elsewhere and messes up all sorts of stuff in between that burns out all sorts of 
things in between. And that's why acupuncture works. You're redirecting the energy back to where it should be. So I added the acupuncture for everybody. There, it's not, it's not cookie cutter. You definitely have to change some things depending on the person. Sure. Some people are overly sensitive to it. Some people are need more sensitivity to it. So you add in the acupuncture for the, all of that part. Mm-hmm. And then we talked about the lifestyle. And then the big part that I don't see anybody else doing is functional nutrition. So what I do is I run a blood panel for generally I do a 250 food panel and it identifies any food intolerances and that's not allergies. Mm-mm. That is your body has an immune response to healthy foods that you are eating because of overexposure, because of leaky gut, which again, a lot of us have because of all the environmental stuff we have going on. And it's really amazing to see how if you just take out the foods, the severe, the cool thing about my panel that I run is it tells you if you have a mild reaction, a moderate or severe reaction or no reaction at all. So when you take out the foods that your body is having an immune, immune reaction to, that reduces inflammation. It reduces the burden on your body. Your, your body can finally do the things it wants to do instead of just, you know, holding on for dear life to try and get day to day. Your body has a lot less strain on it. And it's amazing how less inflammation means easier pregnancy and healthier Uh, pregnancy. Absolutely. I mean, inflammation does place havoc, you know, on our bodies, whether we're trying to get pregnant or not, but I, that makes sense to me. That makes total sense to me. Well, some inflammation is good. I mean, you want your... Well, you're going to always... Yeah. yeah you you're want always, your ankle to stabilize when you hurt it, but you don't want your gut lining to swell up when you eat a strawberry. I mean, that's not how it's supposed to work. Right. So okay. we, do, we do do gut healing and as a big part of it to reduce inflammation. Another cool part of this test is it does identify if you have a candida overgrowth in your gut, which is a type of yeast that you may be more aware of from hearing about yeast infections or thrush is the same thing. Mm-hmm. If you have a, a leaky gut, there can be an overgrowth. It's just a bad bacteria type of thing. I know it's not a bacteria, it's a fungus, but it's sometimes part of that microbiome and it easily gets over, over anxious and take over more space whenever you eat a lot of sugar, eat a lot of processed foods, or if you have too much stress. And stress apparently, especially mm. now, is a huge problem mm-hmm. with everything changing on the daily with the pandemic. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting that you say that because I don't know how many times I've heard from people that, yeah, my doctor just said, you know, alleviate the stress, like go on a trip. And there are many times where people have said, yeah, we went on a trip and then I was pregnant. Right. <laughs> it's well, like- no one wants to hear that either. So. Just relax. It'll happen. Or yeah, take a vacation. Yeah. yeah. Friends, don't, don't tell your friends that. <laughs> Just tell, encourage them to do some yin or uh, restorative yoga. Encourage them to meditate daily. Encourage them to, you know, gratitude journal, whatever it is that make brings them joy and reduces the stress in their lives. Mm-hmm. That is huge. And the reason why it's so important, I don't think anyone really goes into the stress part of it so much. There are... Four hormones that, well, all hormones work together, but four groups of hormones that really have to be in a proper balance for your body to function right. 
your thyroid, your reproductive, your blood sugar, and your stress hormones. Mm -hmm. When you throw one of those off, it will throw off the other three. Mm. And when they throw, everything gets completely messed up. So they even tell people like diabetics, if they put you on a steroid for like a respiratory infection, they have to really monitor your blood sugar because your blood sugar will go up. Your body can't regulate your blood sugar as well. If you have too many of those steroids, those stress hormones, same part of the body makes them in your system. So everything works really intimately together. Excuse me. So making sure that you have proper thyroid function, making sure that you're making your body's making progesterone, making sure that you are ovulating are all really important for infertility. Yeah. Yeah. So once you go through this um, in-depth intake and you've explained the lifestyle, the environmental stuff, um, and you've talked about the nutrition and and starting to do some adjusting and, and all of that, walk us through what's after that in the acupuncture. Do so you have a package, but I assume that there's people who are like, mm, I don't know if I want to do all this environmental stuff. I don't believe in that. You know, how, how do you, I, how do you educate? How do you work with them? Do you want them to be all in or nothing? Or is it a process? Generally, I am just very clear with people that I've been doing this long enough that I've seen in the trend that if you are all in, it's, it's a short-term thing anyway, especially even the diet part is a short-term thing to help heal your gut. None of these intolerances are permanent. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so if you can just bite the bullet and stick with it, if you do my program exactly as I tell you to, I have a 100% success rate. Oh my gosh, you're kidding. No. However, when people pick and choose, when people just want to do one or the other it drops between 40 to 60% depending on what they choose to do, how often they choose to do it, how in they are, you know, what part, if they take out some things and not others. So it's definitely more difficult than just going and I'm not, I'm not trying to say that doing IVF and doing all the shots and things is easy, but overall it's faster. So you get the, you get, you do your month and a half ish, of stuff and the procedural stuff is done. I'm asking for a lot more of your time and a lot more dedication. It's really hard to have to read every single label, have to think about, Oh, well, I have to get eight hours of sleep. Dr. Kristen says so (laughs) things like that to know that when you work with me, yeah, there are quite a few people that just need a little bit of a push and it does take three months because that's the amount of time it takes for the first time I touch you for those eggs to be released into your body. So some people do conceive as fast as three months, but if you have more healing to do, it could take a year. Sure. And that's hard. And that's a lot. No, no part of this journey is ever easy. Mm -mm. You really have to decide what you're comfortable with doing. I mean, what do you want to do to have your family? And if you don't want to do, you know, three to 12 months with me and you just, and you want to do, you try something a little bit easier on your schedule. That's fine. Yeah. Absolutely fine. There's no wrong answer when it comes to conception. 
Yeah, people have to know, they have to decide what their comfort is for sure and their time frame, you know. Absolutely. If they're older and considered, if they do get pregnant, their geriatric pregnancy, you know, Mm -hmm. a year might be too long for them. Although I am a firm believer that sound from what you have just explained, this is so beneficial for your body that it's got to be more beneficial for this life that you're carrying to be as healthy as possible for yourself to conceive and then to carry a child. Yeah, absolutely. Healthy couples make healthy babies. Yeah. It's not a big leap for that one. And I have had a few people who use me as a last ditch effort. Um, They're, one lady in particular, she was about to start her sixth round of IVF. She'd remortgaged her house. I mean, it's not cheap at all. And she was just so frustrated. So she came in and we did the nutrition. And well, I guess we did all of it, but we didn't do it in the long-term plan. We did the whole down and dirty, let's get you the best we can before you have your transfer. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, the last transfer worked. This was her last effort. And the cool part with her story is that a year and a half later, she got pregnant naturally. Sure. Because she went ahead and she stuck with the nutrition stuff. She finished healing her leaky gut. You know what? She had one of the easiest pregnancies I've ever seen. She slept great. She didn't have any crazy cravings. She didn't have the heartburn. She didn't have, you know, any of that stuff that just makes you miserable. Sure. And I think it's because she was just going all out with trying to keep herself and that growing baby completely healthy. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. That IVF. I mean, my daughter went through that a couple of times, but it's not cheap and so hard. And then even, Mm -hmm. you know, my other daughter with, well, both of them actually with fertility drugs, with Clomid and some other people that I've talked to, that is so hard on your body. And the, I'm not trying oh. to scare anybody, but the most re- there's some recent research that's come out out of Australia, and they're finding a correlation between the IVF drugs and one strain of cancer in their kids. Oh, no. that's terrifying. Yeah. Now, granted, it's a very treatable form, but no parent should have to go through that either. So oh, I'm hoping absolutely. that they can at least figure out which of the drugs specifically is causing it and maybe change things around to reduce the, those uh, chances of getting things like that. Sure, <laughs> sure. And you just indicated, you know, um, that you work with those doctors and those mm-hmm. patients that might have to go through IVF. I mean, everybody's body is different and everybody has to do different things to, mm-hmm. to get that family, you know, that they so desperately so desperately want, you know, and it is hard to go through all of that heartache mm-hmm. for sure. For sure. I'm working with a woman right now. They are super excited to do a transfer next week. They had a genetic issue with her and her, her husband. Uh-huh. So they had to do uh, medical intervention, but she's also doing the conservative route to make sure that all angles are cleared. So it's not just, it's not just a, Hey, we're going to, from the doctor's standpoint, we're, we're going to put this 
sperm and this egg and we're going to get an embryo and we're going to transfer in good embryos, they actually have to go in and genetically test each embryo before they can do the transfer. Sure. And she has three that were completely okay to transfer. But that's, I mean, I have so much respect for her. It's so cool that she is so passionate about the health of her children and knowing about this genetic background that they went to all this effort and all of this stress to make sure that their baby was going to be healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. They, they talked about that with my oldest daughter, you know, testing each embryo um, because of genetics um, stuff. And because she just kept miscarrying and miscarrying, you know, so um, she didn't have to do that because they found out some other things and uh, with genetics and she did not carry their child. But uh, um, it's fascinating. It's all really, really fascinating um, to me, the things that they can do. So, um, so anyway. Awesome. It's come so far. And I think the blending of old style and new style is just really cool. Yeah, I think it is really, I love that you work with patients that wherever they're at, you know, whether they're just diagnosed with um, infertility or they know they have to do IVF and they want to just have the best results to increase their odds because the odds aren't great. You know, the statistics out there are not great of success Mm -hmm. with IVF. So to increase that, I don't know if it was me, I'd be all in for that because especially because of the cost of it. Absolutely. You know, like you said, your one client had to mortgage, you know, what'd you say? <laughs> Not mortgage Wait. her house, but yeah. Remortgage her house. Remortgage yeah. her house. I mean, it is expensive. So if you can do um, both together, that sounds like a win-win in, in my eyes anyway. Well, yeah, the, the price of my packages, if you do everything, is a fraction of even what one month of IVF costs. Yeah. So if you jump from, you know, the third was a third, most doctors, I think, have 30 to 32 percent chance per month for the IVF last time I looked. Yeah. So if you can jump into 60 to 65 percent, mm. I mean, you've doubled your chances with only a little bit more expenditure. Most the last I saw. I think one round of IVF in this area, depending on the doctor, ranges between seventeen and twenty-eight thousand dollars, including medicine. And that's yeah, with the idea that you know, no insurance, the medicine's out of pocket type of thing. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's quite, you know, nothing. No part of a fertility journey, if you're struggling, is easy. No matter what route you take, none of them are easy. You just have to decide which path is best for you. Yeah. And your family. Yes, absolutely. So how can uh, people, what is the best? So I guess my concern is we're, we're doing this, this podcast and we're here in the St. Louis area. And if someone's listening to this podcast um, and aren't, they're not in the area and they're not able to come to you. What advice would you give them? I would, well, if you're in this in the Illinois or Missouri, I can help you with telemedicine with 
the nutritional side of it. That is no problem at all. Okay. But I would recommend finding a practitioner close to you that does offer chiropractic and acupuncture under the same roof. And the reason why I recommend that is because it's so much easier on you. You have one appointment, you're there for 45 minutes to an hour, and it's once a week, maybe even twice a week, depending on your history. Okay. Instead of having to go to different places multiple times a week, it's just too overwhelming. You already have enough on your plate. So I'd recommend finding a practitioner that knows about infertility acupuncture or hormone balancing acupuncture, and then getting your adjustments there too. And then separately, because I, like I said, I'm really the only one I know of that does the functional nutrition, functional wellness panels as well. So you might have to separately find someone that does that in your area as well. And some medical doctors do that too, but they do tend to lean toward prescription medications more than lifestyle and supplement recommendations. Just, you have to find, you know, the person that works best for you. Okay. But people can call you and you could do that virtually, the nutritional piece of that? Absolutely. Okay. So can you do the, um, the, um, blood panel and all of that, but that, no, that would have to be done within their state. How does that, that yeah. work? Okay. Cause so, I've heard, I've heard people say that they could mail, um, mail, um, those, those things to clients and this isn't with infertility, but just mail those so that the person can do that test wherever they're at. And then the results go back to you. Right. So it just depends on what kind of labs we think we need after looking at your history. Okay. So if we need things like thyroid panels or if we needed to, you know, check to see if you had that MTHFR mutation, things like that, that can easily be run through um, Quest Diagnostics is who I generally use, sometimes LabCorp. I will just write you a requisition for those labs and I can email you through encrypted email or fax it to them a that requisition and then you just go to your local quest or lab core and then your results get downloaded into your patient portal on my on my side okay for them and then if you for the nutritional stuff for um we have the genetic option too but the people that i use 90 percent of the time for food sensitivity testing i just drop ship the kit to you And then we find a lab in your area where you can get it drawn. So it's usually something like an any lab test now or something like a hospital or a urgent care that can just draw it for you. No problem at all. Okay. And then they mail it in, they open it, and it gets done. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I think all of that stuff is just becoming more um, readily available just with what we've been going through with this pandemic that – People are figuring out how to do things virtually, you know, even, even, you know, what you're talking about, you know, with, with, uh, labs and, and important and and appointments and all of that. Um, I think that's great, you know, well, and it just expands your, um, practice to not just locally, but it could be nationwide. 
country rye. It could be. There's a question right now about the functional nutrition going across state lines. It used to be that there was no problem, but with the pandemic, they've, they've cinched those up a little bit. So right now, I know without any doubt that I can absolutely work with you one-on-one if you live in the Illinois or Missouri areas. Okay. okay. <clears throat> Inside of there, I can do my best to find you a good practitioner. A place. Okay. And you're going to have your ebook soon. That will be helpful to people as well. So what's all yeah. going to be in your ebook and when is that going to be ready? That second part's a great question. Uh, <laughs> because every time I think I'm about done, I'm like, oh no, I need to add. Oh no, uh-huh. I need to add. Mm-mm. So, um, <laughs> you can, okay, um, I'm, I'm, I'm forcing you to a deadline here. Sometimes we have to put a date out there so that we'll just finish. I would like to have it downloadable off of my website by the first of the year, which I okay. know sounds a little far away, but you know, I run a full-time practice too. Sure. And it's going to include those lifestyle recommendations that people need. And I don't think necessarily think about there's so much propaganda out there that our stuff is clean. Our stuff is clean. And Mm. I'm trying to cut through a lot of that and giving people the tools on how to find that information out on their own as new products do come available. Okay. Yeah. So it's not just beauty products, but talking about those plastics we talked about talking about, you know, Everything from the no budget changes you can make to incredibly high budget changes that you can make in your household to minimize your exposure to things that will mess with your hormones. It's just trying to, again, you know, I think you said it really well earlier when you said I try to meet people where they are. You have to. Yeah. We can't expect you to, I can't expect everyone to be able to drop $5,000 on, you know, a double reverse osmosis water filtration system for their home. Sure. When they need to buy clothes and food for their children. So, uh, yeah. So that's kind of how I'm tiering it is basic through advanced changes that you can make. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes, yeah, we, sometimes I think um, we just have to take a little bit at a time, especially with nutrition you know, to kind of, I call it go, go like cold turkey and throw everything out of my cabinets and go shopping again in my freezer. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes it's just changing a little bit. Um, For me, you know, now if I was in the position of wanting a child and wanting a child now, I would probably be more apt to go like cold turkey, like, okay, if Dr. Kristen says this is going to work, this is what we're going to do. We're getting rid of all of this and we're going to change, you know, as long as it obviously, like you said, could afford that. Um, but yeah, I think sometimes it has to be baby steps, especially where the finance comes into it for people. When I go over their food intolerance testing, it can look incredibly overwhelming because it's mm-hmm. 250 foods. They have seven different categories of things to look at. It, it it's not hard to get overwhelmed. So mm-hmm. one of the first questions I ask everyone I work with is, are you an all or nothing person or are you a baby steps person? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you need, do you need a little more flexibility or are you ready just to bite the bullet and get it done? Because again, everyone is in a different place in their heads, especially with all the extra stress we're all under right now. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Well, it's good that it sounds like you do a very thorough job of communicating with your patients right from the very beginning to know and um, where they where they're at in their journey mm-hmm. and and where they are with um, what they what they want, you know, and the reason that they want to do all that they're they're wanting to do and to know that up front really helps you help them. Absolutely. Well, there was a demand about a year ago for people that were high risk, you know, had multiple miscarriages. They wanted acupuncture to help them avoid miscarriage, to help keep their pregnancies. They've worked so hard for sure. it. So I think that's another important thing is to constantly be offering new things to help people be successful in their goals. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I am hearing yeah. more and more and more about the acupuncture and infertility. Um, reading more about that, hearing more about that, I think that is that is huge. Um, people, I guess, at least in this country, are are finally starting to learn and listen. Um, mm-hmm. I think to just nutrition as a whole um, and our well being um, as a whole. So. That's awesome. So I don't know if there's anything else you'd like to share about your practice, but I'd like you to, you know, open it up to you. If there's anything else that you'd like to share or share with the listeners um, that are struggling with infertility, um, like to do that. Well, I think I cover the practice itself pretty well. Okay. I offer a lot of things. Um, yeah. Kind of narrow it down. But the one thing I would again, say to anybody that's thinking about trying to have a baby or has been trying and is having a hard time is it'll be okay. You will be okay. You know, you have to decide, you and your partner have to decide what it's going to look like to be a parent, what it means to be a parent to you. And if you decide to go the medical route, great. If you decide to go a conservative route, great. If you decide to blend, that works too. If you decide that after a couple of years of trying that it's putting too much stress on your relationship and it's better for you to foster or adopt or get a puppy, it's all okay. There's yeah. no, there's no wrong answers here. You just have to decide what is best for you and your partner. Yeah. And I think that there's a lot of guilt associated with infertility and there's a lot of blame and there's a lot Mm. of stress and you you have to stop blaming yourself there's nothing that you're that you're doing wrong without what I do is I just find what your body wants and we we work together and we give your body what it what it needs to do to heal but what you're doing right now there's nothing wrong with it yeah and I think I would totally totally agree with that especially the guilt and the blame And I would just say that, you know, maybe you are now being educated on from this podcast that some of the things that we're putting in and on our body are not the best for us, but don't feel guilty about what you've done or blame yourself. We only know what we know. Absolutely. And you cannot feel guilty and blame yourself for something you did last week, last year. Um, You just didn't know. 
you know, and that's part of the podcast. Let's educate, let's help people. So when we know more, we can do more for right, ourselves. You can't even believe yourself what you, for what you did five seconds before you learned no. something. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You would. Yeah. So exactly. show yourself some grace. And yeah. you know, there are people out there to guide you through your journey. You don't have to be going through it alone. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and there's lots of people going through struggles um, mm-hmm. and you are not alone. And that's a big part of the podcast is to connect you to others that can help you. Um, so Dr. Kristen, I want you to share how people can get in touch with you if they um, need your services um, what is the best way to reach out to you to find you? And Probably through my website, honestly, because there, you can email me through my website or you can actually just book an initial complimentary 15-minute consultation through my website. It is Luminous Cairo STL, and I will spell that because most people get mixed up on the Cairo part. It is L-U-M-I-N-O-U-S. C-H-I-R-O-S-T-L.com. Awesome. And I will link that, you know, in the show notes um, for people to find that as well. Um, Any other resources or anything you'd like me to link um, that that are helpful to people that I'm sure you have a lot of stuff on your website. Not yet. Uh Uh-oh. Part of the 2021 goals. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah. I have a a list. I'm trying to work my way through it. Um, (laughs) One of my favorite resources just to empower yourself about what your body is doing is a book called Taking Charge of Your Fertility. And honestly, off the top of my head, I can't even think of who the author is. I can see the picture of the book in my head because I have it on my nightstand almost always. Uh So that's a really great one. It gets graphic, though, so you have to just be prepared for that. They talk about things like cervical mucus and body changes during different parts of your of your cycle. So it will teach you on both ends mm-hmm. how to either prevent or encourage pregnancy and what triggers to look like to know that your peak time to become pregnant. Um, a lot of good tips in there. Okay. That's one of my favorite favorite books and if you can get a copy of it because it's really hard to find well I guess not you can now find it just on her website there is a book from an Australian chiropractor called well-adjusted babies and it takes you through a lot of preconception through conception you know all the way through to babies' milestones when to start uh, introducing foods and it's all from a very holistic standpoint. And there's just tons of really great information in there. Awesome. Awesome. Great advice. So the, Go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. I was just trying to Google the name of it. <laughs> so, Taking Charge of Your Fertility is by Tony Weschler. Okay. T-O-N-I. And then... Um, well-adjusted babies, you just go to her website, which I can text that to you if you want, Teresa, to okay. link it in. That would be great. And I can link that really up. Great, 
absolutely. Thank you. That's, they're just really great holistic resources for people that don't know where to start. Okay, good, good. And that would be one of the key things is really doing research. You know, I think if people find, you know, if they can research, um, they can find people and they can find um, just, you know, to help them and also books, things like that, resources. This book sounds great, Taking Charge of Your Infertility. Um, it was interesting when, on an earlier podcast, a girl knew she was pregnant because of a hormonal spot she saw on her belly. And I'm like, what? Like, what does that look like? I mean, I had no idea. I mean, <laughs> really? She's like, yeah, yeah, that's what I saw. But she had worked, you know, in an OB office. So she oh, knew yeah. all of that stuff. But us, I was gonna say normal people that aren't in the medical field, we don't know those things. So a book like this with some of the stuff you just said, that's huge. That's great information for us to have. And don't be overwhelmed. They are pretty big books. So okay, <laughs> those of them are about two inches thick that I have. Mm-hmm. And I do try and keep copies of the well-adjusted babies in the office. So you can at least look at it before you buy it. That one's a lot pricier. I think that one goes for like $90. Wow. And, yeah, not cheap. And I mean, the other one is like the normal 30. Yeah. But you have to take take into account she's shipping your book from Australia. Oh, so, true. Okay. Yeah. I think okay. the shipping on my box of five was about 50 bucks. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I will conclude unless there's something else you would like to share. I think we've covered quite a bit. We have covered quite a bit. And if there is another question that someone has, I will, like I said, Kristen gave her, Dr. Kristen gave her um, information, her website. You can email her, reach out to her. I'm sure she would be more than willing to answer any questions, do a consultation or whatever uh, with you to help you through uh, your journey. Um, So anyway, I just want to say thank you so much for all of this information um, that you've given today to help the listeners. I really appreciate your time. It's my pleasure. Thank you again, Dr. Kristen, for sharing so much information, sharing your story of your infertility struggles and hormonal imbalance and also all of your encouragement for our listeners that are struggling with infertility and all the solutions um, your toolbox that you shared that can help those struggling with infertility is amazing and that you have had a hundred percent success rate which is totally impressive so if you are struggling With infertility, I encourage you to reach out to Dr. Kristen for some help and some guidance. Whether you're in the St. Louis area or not, I believe that she can help you with any struggles that you're going through. If you would like to reach out to her, you can do that via her website, which she had given, and I'll give again, which is luminouscairostl.com, and that will be in the show notes if you're not sure of the spelling. Also, if you would like to connect with myself, you can do that via Facebook through Women Connect and Support, 
or by sending me an email at Teresa, and that's T-E-R-E-S-A, dot womenconnect2019 at gmail.com. And as always, all of that information is in the show notes. If this has been beneficial to you or you know that some, someone that it can benefit, please share uh, this podcast, subscribe, um, and give us a review. We would love to reach out to women and men all over the country to help empower them and help them learn um, of, of the podcast and to know that they are not alone on this journey. We are here to connect and give you or anyone that you know support through this most difficult time in your life. We know sharing a story is powerful and will always inspire others and give them hope through their journey.